going on, world? This is KJ and Los, episode one of J House Radio. Thank you for checking out the show. You already know me, KJ, producer slash artist of J House Production. And I got my boy Los in the and building. And don't forget, part-time sex symbol. Oh, yeah, and part-time sex symbol. I got to add that part in there. <laughs> I mean, come on. If, we, if we're, if we're going to do the podcast, we got to do it right and mention your part-time sex symbol. <laughs> and that's Los, by the way. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hello, everybody. I'm Los. As you can tell, I'm a character every once in a while. <laughs> uh, Los was actually my mentor at um, a little studio we had a few years ago, uh, Great Or Studios. And we pretty much did a little bit of everything, music, modeling. Um, I'm, I'm going to let him try to introduce what Great Or Studios was. Tell me what you did over there, Los. Yeah. Uh, Great Or Studio, we were... Um, we were kind of a media studio that started out in northern New Jersey. Our first spot was 1,600 square feet. Our second spot was uh, 3,000 square feet. We did everything from small TV pilots. Uh, we did modeling. Uh, we did fashion. Uh, we did makeup. Uh, we did commercial photography. We did a lot of different things. Mostly focused on, on photography, but we also did music, too, and music videos. Yeah, and that's pretty much like I, I learned everything. I, I learned everything that I know from this guy, basically. So he's like a big brother to me. So it was only right to bring him on the podcast and, you know, do this with him. So, um, but yeah, J House Radio, you know, we're pretty much going to be kind of like how Grado Studios was, you know, but a little bit different. We're going to do, you know, we're going to have our music segments. We're going to talk about pop culture, um, pretty much just hanging out and having fun, basically. So, um, but the first thing we're going to talk about today is our review of the Captain Marvel trailer uh, that just came out recently. Uh, so, Los, what do you think about it after you, after you watched I it? I didn't like it. Why is that? Uh, you know what? Like, Marvel has this thing where they can make these great trailers, and uh, you're always looking at them, and you're like, wow, this is awesome. I can't wait to see it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I saw Captain Marvel. At the end of it, I was like, meh. It was all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I think know, it, it looks like Marvel's way of uh, trying to answer to Wonder Woman, in my opinion. I mean, they kind of have to have something to kind of feed to the female audience. I mean, most of the stuff they have is kind of revolving around the men, you know, Spider-Man, Iron Man, etc. Well, well, what happened is the Captain Marvel movie was pushed back twice. Oh, really? Um, and they, Yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to come out in, what are we, in Phase 4 now? It was supposed to come out in Phase 3 originally. Oh, they pushed wow. it back until they finally switched back to Phase 4. Uh, what I want to see is a Black Widow movie. Uh, well, that's... Is that Marvel or is that DC? I thought that was Marvel. No, that's Marvel. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it, I, I thought it was kind of weird that they decided to go with Captain Marvel. I mean, I don't see where that character would fit into the storyline. But um, well, it, well, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to expand their outer space universe. You know, first it started with Gal uh, uh, Guardians. Then it's going to go to Captain Marvel, and then there's a whole bunch of different groups they can go to. Um, I forget the name of the group, but um, there's the Kree Wars they can go into. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a Skrull and the Krees that were fighting a war. Uh, you had um, uh, Cyclops' father was in the Marauders, I think the name of the group was. Something like that. Something like yeah. that, and they were out in outer space and doing all this other stuff. So they're trying to expand the universe into not just on Earth, because at one point, Venom... Um, Flash Thompson wears the Venom symbiote, and he goes out into outer space, and he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like, there's a lot of history that they can play with in outer space, and that's what they want to do. 
I mean, there's also a space version of Shield called Sword. Oh, really? Yeah. So in the comic books, there's all this material they can go to, and they kind of wanted to go to outer space and expand their story. Because only so many times the Earth can be, like, in danger. Yeah. Oh, my God, we're all going <laughs> to die. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I mean, I, I think they kind of need to anyway because a lot of the characters might be falling off soon. I heard that Iron Man, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. might not be playing Iron Man too much longer. And Oh, oh thank God. I'm so sick of him. What? What is wrong? I what so is wrong with Robert Downey Jr.? I freaking love him as Iron Man because he's in everything. <laughs> That's what the problem. But he's the but he's like, the let's core say, character. Let's say, and what's Captain America? Uh, Captain America is kind of bland. I mean, he wears tight he's T-shirts not, and he walks no, around. No, no, no. Listen, you're making him sound like he's a gay man from Chelsea. Okay, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> the thing about Captain America, you have to understand, like he brings a point of view that is outdated but at the same time is the view that we all strive for you know honesty quality you know uh strength helping others when you can you know and on top of that pure physical fitness you know because one of the first lines he tells to bruce banner is you know uh, but bruce goes oh you know do you know who i am mm-hmm. he goes yeah you know my reputation he goes i only care about what you can do I don't, the rest doesn't matter to me you know uh. I mean, I don't know. And, and, and I like Captain Tony, America, <laughs> but it's too much of him. Listen, man, look, look. I love burgers, but if you feed me burgers for every meal, I'm not gonna <laughs> want a burger. <laughs> well, then you gotta add some, you know, something different to that burger. Try to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, bro. How, listen, you add jalapenos, wonderful. It's a little spicy. Add barbecue sauce, wonderful. It's a little Texas. Add bacon, <laughs> mm, bacon. <laughs> but you know, again, too much of a good thing is sometimes a bad thing, and that's my thing. Like in Spider-Man, okay, yes, it was wonderful. Like, like it was a uh, he was in the movie a decent amount. Understand? But I just kind of felt like, okay, enough with Spider-Man. I'm not. Excuse me. Enough with Iron Man. Yeah, I'm just a little sick of Iron Man. I feel you. I mean, that's why I think they're kind of oh, stepping I lost you. into I don't hear the you. world. Hmm? All right, there you go. I think I got you. All right. I think I think that's probably nope, why they're. I don't hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Now I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> um, Brought to you by Verizon. Can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Um, I think that's probably the reason why they're kind of reaching into different characters that we're normally not used to seeing, like Captain Marvel and and things like that, because I think they're eventually going to have to find somebody to kind of hand off, like, the whole, like, universe to a little bit, somebody, somebody to kind of take the lead or try to start fading out some older characters, because a lot of these characters in the Avengers we, we've been watching for, like, the past, what, five, eight years? And... Ten. Ten years, yeah, so, like... Ten years. Eventually, we're going to have to start moving on to different characters. Yeah, like, we love those characters, but... You know, I kind of think it's interesting that we're getting Captain Marvel. I mean, I don't know much about her, but I kind of want to see, you know, what they're going to do with her. So, well, she's a little, she, she's a little bit of an overpowered character, but they gave her a lot of trauma in her background. Um, so it, it kind of, you know, kind of adds to the character. Well, my whole thing is, don't get rid of Captain America. Do what you do to him what you did to him in the comic books. Make him the head of Shield, so he replaces. Um, What's his name? 
Eye Patch? Oh, uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury, yeah. Nick Fury, yeah. Have Captain America become the head of Shield? Have him replace Nick Fury? Okay. Have Nick Fury do like secret ops or like secret Avenger stuff? Okay. Move Iron Man into the background so he's doing more more tech stuff. But you also have that character from Black Panther who's a lot more interesting than he is. Uh, I I forget the character's name. Was she? Was it like the Black Panther sister? Oh yeah, yo, I don't, I don't know why, but I thought she was an interesting character too. I don't know why, but you know, because she's fun and funny. Yeah, you know, and she's sarcastic. <laughs> you know, she's not cocky. She's she's a genius. She's playful, and the thing about a cocky character is there's only so much you can take. Iron Man three was a terrible movie. Yeah, I feel the same way. That was my least favorite Iron Man out of all the Iron Man movies. Three was not that great. It just wasn't. I don't know why. Part two was good. Part one was probably the best. But three was not that great. So, you know. But uh, we're going to segue into another segment. That's kind of what we're talking about now. About, like, um, uh, news. Uh, I think the news came out a few days ago that um, Henry Cavill, the guy who plays Superman, is not going to play Superman anymore. So they're probably going to recast him for future movies. I just want to get your take on, like, how do you feel about like characters and movies that we follow over like sequels, like changing like the person who plays that character. Like, do you think that's good for the movie or do you think that kills the character's image a little bit? My problem with DC is that they, they get in their own way. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Um, my problem with him is not that uh, he did a bad job. My problem with him is just that he's not American. Um, and I'll explain. Really? An American can't play James Bond. Right. So, because wait, what is his nationality? What is he? He's he's from Kansas, Superman. No, no, no. I mean, the Kansas are from Kansas, but the actor is English. Really? He's English. Yeah. I don't even. Well, maybe I never really hear him talk too much, but I never really heard his accent. He was in the movie the the Man from Uncle. If you watch that movie, you'll hear his actual accent. Wow, I never knew that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, my bad. Go ahead. So my thing is, if an American can't play James Bond, then a British guy shouldn't be able to play one of our shouldn't play one of our superheroes. You know, an iconic one like Superman, like Batman. You know, um, on the Marvel side, because you have so much of a history and so many other characters, so many other things, I think that's great. You can change it up a little bit. You know, I mean, we've had two Spider Man that are British. Mm-hmm. So why not? The last two were British. Only one was American. I don't know. To me, it kind of, I guess it depends on the character. It kind of bothers me a little bit. Like the whole Joker thing, for example. Like every oh, year. Oh, the Joker thing's a disaster. I know. Every, I feel like every year we have like a new person playing Joker. And it kind of, it kind of bothers me. Because like I love that franchise a lot. And Joker is one of my favorite villains. And it, it, it kind of doesn't give you a chance to settle into that person as that character to kind of you know, care about that character. And I feel like if you kind of yeah. keep one person playing a character at least a few times, it kind of makes you care about them a little bit. But it's kind of it's kind of hard to make me care about that franchise because they keep changing Joker up literally every movie there's a new Joker. You know? Well, what I think they, they need to do is take the, the DC animated team, right? Yeah. And uh, steal one of their scripts. <laughs> because when you look on the DC animated side, 
good story, good plot, good development, good timing, good everything. Yeah. So I think you need to steal one of their scripts, okay, and make that script. Um, the problem with the DCEU or not EU, whatever they're calling it now, yeah, is um, they have these grandiose ideas, but you have 40 captains steering it in different directions. You know, um, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he does a good older Batman. The yeah. person who plays the Flash, at first I was like, I don't know about him. Saw Justice League, I was like, he's perfect. Wonder Woman, I didn't like her initially because I thought she wasn't the right body type, but she played the character tremendously. I was like, okay, that's a good Wonder Woman. And Henry Cavill um, did a good Superman, but there are certain things about his mannerisms that are very British. You know, he's really? not as, he's not that farm boy from Iowa. He's a Brit with an American accent. To me, it's obvious. I never, I never noticed side, that about him. Like, I never noticed it. That's crazy. He's a lot more proper than he should be. Yeah, he is really proper. You ever like, notice that? Like, almost over-the-top proper. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that may work if you, you're from Harvard and uppity-uppity, you know, type of... Um, you were brought up there, but you're brought up on a farm. Tell me someone who's brought up on a farm that's so prim and proper. You're, this just doesn't happen. Yeah, you don't have time. Nobody that I know of. I mean, I must be one hell of exactly. a farm. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. DC, I think just... just um, and the problem with DC, too, is they're always changing the universe. Uh, New 52, Rebirth, this, that, and the other thing. They're changing. They're always retconning everything. Yeah. So you don't know what to pick. Yeah, I mean... And it's hurt them. I mean, DC, like... I love a lot of the characters in DC, but yeah, like as far as their movies and everything, they've just been kind of letting me down. It's just, I don't understand what they're doing over there. You know, like they came out with, you know, Suicide Squad, for example, out of nowhere without even really coming out with a movie to introduce us to some of the characters. So that movie just like bombed. Like, I think it would have been a little bit more successful if they would have maybe had like a Deadshot movie, maybe did a Joker movie first, but they literally just kind of- Oh, don't even get me started on Deadshot. <laughs> don't even get me started on Deadshot. What's wrong with Deadshot? Come on. Will Smith did a good job at Deadshot. You don't think so? No. No, he did an okay job at Deadshot. Why do you say that? The problem with Will Smith is he plays Will Smith in every movie. <laughs> he doesn't vary his performance. The only time he varied his performance was in After Earth, the movie he made for his son. Yeah. Now, I love his performance in that because it was a different performance than everything else. Yeah. Essentially, you're watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> as a cop in Bad Boys, the Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air in a Western in Wild Wild West, the Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air uh, as, uh, as an assassin. And that's what my problem is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I guess if you put it I would way, actually I like to see, see Will that. Smith play the Joker. Yeah. I would like to see Will Smith play the Joker. What? That would nah, be interesting. I don't think that would work. No. Think about it, okay? <laughs> you have a man that's tall. He's mm-hmm. lanky. He's funny, okay? He's got a big charismatic smile, okay? So when he goes from calm and funny to nuts, that's scary. Because he's so charming. I mean, I guess like that's why I would like experiment to see, to see how that would work, yeah. Like, that might not be mm-hmm. too bad, you know? Yeah. And it's a completely fresh take on the Joker. Someone who's charming as opposed to just all the time, you know, funny or crazy. 
someone who's charming. That was that's something I would like to see. Well, I mean, you know, speaking of the Joker, did did you get a chance to see the new Joker teaser that they showed recently? Oh God, don't even <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on that one, but I mean I don't Well, here's the thing. The actor himself, great actor. And I've seen him like uh what was that movie? Her? Yeah. It's essentially just him on screen the whole time. Excellent performance. I hate the makeup. I hate the makeup. Yeah, um, the, but he the, may surprise the, me. The makeup, well, actually, I was looking on YouTube, and they showed, like, a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Like, the makeup was kind of the same thing in the trailer. It was a little more messy, almost like Heath Ledger, Joker kind of messy. So it wasn't it wasn't too perfect. But in the teaser trailer, yeah, I thought the makeup was just too perfect. It looked just like a regular just clown, you know? But Yeah, I, I didn't like Heath Ledger as the Joker either. And I know I'm like one of the few people who say that, but I'll tell yeah, you what. You know what? You're gonna you're gonna get kicked uh, off this podcast for saying he, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fi- I gotta find the link, but he essentially imitated this uh, rock singer, uh, the way he spoke. I mean, the timing, the melody, the tempo, the voice, everything. Yeah. And uh, if you watch a cartoon from like I think it was the '50s, mm-hmm. Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse, there was this frog <laughs> that was the bad guy. It was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, that's yeah. not funny. Come on, come on. And and to me, that's what a Heath Ledger sounded like. Oh, and that was man. my problem, that he rem- he reminded me too much of the frog from Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. And I was like, this isn't this isn't original. <laughs> I like the fact that he lied a lot. I like the fact that, that there was some sort of logic that he used. Yeah. But that voice just pulled me out of the story. Wow. I yeah. love Heath Ledger as Joker. I think Heath Ledger is probably my favorite Joker next to um, what's his name, Jack Nicholson. So, oh no, 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 no! My favorite Joker. Oh my god, forget the actor's name. I should be shot for it. But um, the the sixties Batman. Uh, which one? The sixties Batman. Oh really? It's... You like that one? I thought it was okay. Oh, what's his name? Oh my god, yo! I'm about to, I'm he about played to in Google a... it. I'm about to see if I can find it. Uh, I gotta find his name. Wait, hold on. Give me one second. Let me find it. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm looking for the Joker. Cesar uh, Romero. Cesar Romero. Yeah. Oh, I get lost. I can't hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Now I got you. Okay. Cesar Romero. That's that's uh that's who played it. First of all, a Latino playing the Joker. Okay. Yeah. Completely different. <laughs> Okay, and you know what? Nobody talks about that. Second yeah, of all, a lot of people he don't didn't shave that. his mustache for it. He didn't shave his mustache. He just put the white makeup over his mustache. He didn't want to shave it. Really? Thing, I never noticed that. was that. another Joker that was, yeah, the, that Joker was charming. He had class to him. So yeah. I like that. That that. Well, to me, what makes the Joker scary, it's not him being crazy all the time, but him flipping from charming, completely nice, and then a drop of a hat turns into scary. Yeah, exactly. Like being like a complete schizo does kind of seem a little like spooky about his character. Like that's what I like about him, you know, because you never know what he's gonna do in like five seconds. You know what I mean? But the thing with Keith Ledger's one, you came in. I mean, one thing I'll give him like the the one scene where he's talking to all those uh, those crime lords. Yeah, everyone underestimated him, right? And then he pulled off his stunts, 
And that I liked, that they underestimated him. But the whole time you're thinking, he's crazy. At no point, you know, when he did the, you know, want to see the pencil disappear? Okay, you know what? That good trick, quote unquote. Uh, but um, you knew he was crazy from the beginning. At no point were you like, who is this guy? He seems like nothing. And then he explodes as he goes back to the comp. That to me is more scary. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he's, I think out of all the Jokers I've seen, like, over the years, I think Heath Ledger's Joker was overall probably, like, the scariest one, just based off of how he just flipped his character off and on to just dip, you know, from one mood to another, you know what I mean? Like, I think his was probably the scariest one out of all the Jokers, and I just think Jack Nicholson was, I think he just played the best because he was the first one, I mean, he, I mean, there's been other Batman movies, but, like, theoretical you know, like releases, I think his one, his was the best one because his was kind of like the first one to be in theaters. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think his had the com- the most complete story. Yeah, but there are parts of it, parts of that Batman that lose me. Like when he went into the the art gallery, I, I felt that scene was a little too long, so it took away from the Joker. Yeah, but all the best line is you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? <laughs> favorite line oh man and you know what i want i'm dying to find a sample of his laugh at the end when he dies oh really why wow. you want to use that in like a music oh uh, music i'm dying for that sample since 88 <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can probably like rip it from somewhere right like can't you just rip it off the no somewhere there's music in the background oh yeah 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 true I'm going to see if I can find it. If anyone out there knows where I can get that sample, hook me up. I'll see if I can find it for you. (laughs) Cool, cool. Um, All right, so speaking of, like, comic books and stuff like that, you know, the new Spider-Man game just came out. Everybody's talking about it. Have you got a chance to check it out yet? so good. Yeah. (laughs) It is so good. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, man. I'm still still trying to get into it. I'm trying to... um, Right now, I'm playing God of War, so I'm trying to beat that right now first, and then I'm going to try to get into it. So, so what are, like, your Yo, pros I'm and an cons assassin. about it? Yo, I'm an Assassin's Creed fanatic. Really? And when I got Spider-Man, I put away Assassin's Creed. I was like, I'm going to play Spider-Man for a while. <laughs> so good. Um, the storyline is good. Um, it's a different take on, 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 on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, different take on Spider-Man, but not drastically. Just enough for you to go, really. <laughs> um, the combat system was a little hard to get used to because, yes, it's uh, very similar to Arkham, but in Arkham, Batman can hang in a fight and you do a lot of counters. Um, but Spider-Man, you don't counter because you can do damage to him really quick. Uh, so he can't really hang in a fight. So he's always dodging and moving. Um, so you Half the time you're moving and dodging and you're jumping across um, the fields, you know, your, your, your quote-unquote battlefield, so not to get hit. And then you're coming back to hit somebody and you jump across and you keep moving. And, and after a while, you're like, Jesus, I lost somebody. Where are you? And then you get shot in the back. It's like, damn it. <laughs> and then you hope you have enough health to kill the guy. Yeah. But, but it's, a, it, it's, it's a good combat, but it's a little different. Uh, swinging across the city, you get a, you get, you learn to do really quick, but the more you do it, the better you get and the faster you travel. And now I just enjoy, like, if 
I have if I have to go anywhere, I don't use any fast travel. Let me swing across. Let me just go web slinging. Love it. Love the game. Yeah, everybody the costume's I've a little to weird in parts. That it's amazing, man. Everybody loves it, so oh, I'm gonna eventually it try to amazing. try it out soon. No, you have to. You have to. You absolutely have to. So, like, if you were to rate it like a one to ten, ten being the highest, what would you rate? And like Spider Man, uh, you give it an eight. Um, eight, eight and a half. And the reason why eight and a half is, um, their combat system's a little hard to get used to. You're so used to Arkham. Yeah. Um, but once you get used to it, it's really good. But it's just that little learning curve of wait, I need to dodge, not counter. I need to dodge, not counter. That way of thinking. So. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And some of the challenges are really challenging. Like, you what know, is? take out a base. Okay, you've got five waves of enemy coming at you. And you got rocket launchers, machine guns, and this, that, and the other thing. And it's just, it's tough. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I heard they're actually coming out with some DLC for it, uh, I think, um, in October. They're going to come out with a yes, new DLC. Yes, Black Hat. Yeah. There's a Black Hat storyline and two other ones. Yeah. One, I think like one each month they're coming out with like a new DLC for it, so which is pretty cool because I, I think nowadays with the way games are, like their games are turning into like a game of service thing. So like back in the day when you bought a game, like that's like that's just what the game was and that's it. But nowadays yeah. when you buy games, they're coming out with like all these DLCs, like extended services to kind of keep you playing the game, and um, which leads into like my next segment, like. With these consoles now, they're coming out with these streaming, like, games now. Like, Xbox, for example, they have Xbox Game Pass, where you can stream all of your games straight to the Xbox for just $10 a month and things like that. So, I mean, um, do you do you see yourself, like, going into, like, the streaming only without, like, buying digital games? I mean, without actually buying physical games, do you see yourself going only digital, like, in the future? No. No, absolutely not. I want my game. I want my physical game. Yeah, I feel the same way. I want my physical game. The whole thing for me is, um, for the sake of argument, right? Let's say I, I buy an RV and I'm going to travel out somewhere, okay? If I only have the streaming service and I'm in, you know, like Yosemite National Park, I, I have no internet. What am I going to do? I can't play a game. But if I have my, my <laughs> Xbox, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, or if there's a, an, like another hurricane and the lights go out and I'm lucky enough to still have my power. Well, my internet might be out, but with my physical game, I can keep playing. Yeah. Or with my generator running. <laughs> I can keep playing. Yeah, true. I mean, me personally, I think with, like, the infrastructure of, like, the U.S., basically, like, their internet infrastructure, I just don't think it's strong enough to handle that yet. Cause like you said, there's a lot of places, like, in the country that can't handle, like, high-speed internet. Like, there's people that can't even play certain games because they don't have enough internet, basically. Um, yeah. And I just don't see streaming only becoming the only option anytime soon. I mean, you know, I think physical is going to always be there. You know, um, I, I have to say it's, it's going to be like another at least 10, 15 years before we really start seeing like completely streaming only games, honestly, because I, I just can't see our infrastructure handling that right now, honestly. Uh, well, look, uh, as, as convenient as streaming is, streaming is not for everybody. A good example is me as a DJ, I will always download my music. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spotify and all that other stuff, it's wonderful for research for me, but I need to own my music. Okay. Yeah, I need to own it. 
I don't need to buy CDs anymore, but I need to know the file is there, you know? Yeah. Um, because, you know, I mean, and now all these, like, consumer-level DJ software, like, and you can stream all your songs for Spotify. Well, Spotify may not have certain house songs that I want. Yeah, that you know? is true. <laughs> that is I did true. the mistake of buying uh, a song from Amazon because it was a download. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great, let me download it. So I download it, and I can't use it in my DJ software. Oh, wow. So that was a waste of $2. Which, are people, which most people are like, oh, well, $2, that's not a big deal. Well, you know what? Uh, no, $2 is a lot of money. Because I'm not just buying one house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying 20 For some buying people, $2 is now that's like lunch money, okay? <laughs> that's how I eat for today. Hell yeah, especially. So, I mean, all right, well then, I have like a quick question. So, for like, I mean, you do more DJ stuff than I do. So, like, as a DJ, is it is it easier to just own, like, songs to, to like, use during your jam sessions? Honestly, or I mean, like, I mean, like, like purchase it, not to stream it. I mean, well, no, it's easier to purchase. But the thing is, too, like, uh, I don't have to go out and say, okay, I need a hundred songs for this month, or I'm downloading the top 40 songs and I'm spending $80. Instead, you have record pools. Now, with record pools, you pay one monthly fee and you have unlimited downloads. And you have pretty much every major radio hit and a bunch of hip hop hits and certain record pools have unique remixes and things like that. So now you're paying $30 a month, $35 a month, and you can download $400 worth of music, $500 worth of music. And it's all included in that price. So I joined a record pool to get all that stuff. And as great as my record pool is, it doesn't have a lot of house music. And house music is where I need to spend the $30, $40, $50 to buy the music. Which sucks, but yeah, record pools is the way to go as a DJ. So, so um, when you download from the record pool, you obviously don't get to pick what type of songs you want from there. They just give you whatever they give you. No, no, you pick it. You pick it. it it's oh, no yeah. different okay. than you going into uh, the Apple Store to pick your songs. Okay. There's the same thing. There's a top forty section, a country section, you know, R and B, everything, and you look through the list and you're like, I want this, 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 I want download. Oh, it almost good. feels like you're pirating music, you know, because you pay one fee, you log in, and you click and download what you want. And 60 songs, not a problem. 100 songs, not a problem. 1,000 songs, not a problem. In some months, you might only download one song. Oh, wow. But you're paying one set fee, and you're getting everything. Like right now, there's um, a remix of um, uh, Maroon 5's Girls, uh, Girls Like You, mm-hmm. Girls Like Me, or something like that. I forget the name of the title. A remix that, yo, let me tell you something. Every time I play it, people love it. It's a hit. It works. And oh, I don't really? play the original anymore. And this remix is exclusive to my record pool. So, for me, record pools are the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to look into that because I thought about doing some DJ stuff. So, I might have to look into that. Only become a DJ if you're addicted to music. Period. Only become a DJ if you're addicted to music. Yo, let me tell you something. I'm like, I'm like a, listen, I'm like a simple motherfucker. I'll be sitting there in a the corner, all of a sudden a song pops in my head. I'm like, da, 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 da. And then I'm thinking, ooh, this song would mix with this one. And then I start mixing the next song. Da, 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 da. And out of nowhere, like, I'm at work and I'm, and I'm humming a bass line. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, really? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a crackhead when it comes to music. <laughs> 
Like I used to go to clubs. Everyone was high off, you know, like what or whatever pill, powder, liquid, or drops they would get into. And me, I'm like, ooh, I got the music. I'm good. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. Like people, are like, what's you know, oh, yo, what's your drug of choice? Music. <laughs> you know what? That'll be a like good now because my girlfriend's in the country. A yo, my drug of choice is music. Um, <laughs> like my girlfriend, right, is into country country music. You know, and I like most people. You know, you heard country music, you think ding 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 ding. ding you know, like oh, some yeah. backwater hillbilly shit. But it's actually not. A lot of country music is like uh, pop music, a, a slightly lower BPM, mm-hmm. but the voice has the twang in it. You know, the southern twang. Oh yeah. But it's it, a lot of it's pretty good. Not all of it. There, there's some of it that's still like you know country. Yeah. But like, a lot of yeah, it is like, really yeah, good. You're like snapping on your knee type thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, country, not hillbilly. There's <laughs> <laughs> a difference. There's no like washboards and stuff. Um, but let me tell you something. I've been, I actually, being with her and listening to country music, and I did it to make her happy initially. I was like, yeah, baby, you know, here, here's a satellite radio country station, yeah. you know, to make her happy. But as I, the, the more I'm exposed to it, the more I'm like, hey, that song is pretty good. Hey, that song is pretty good. Hey, that song is pretty good. That song sucks, but this song is pretty good. So yeah, like like uh, it's not as bad as I thought, and, and there's actually certain songs that get stuck in my head because they're good songs. Yeah, country music has been like changing like over the years. It used to have like this one basic like sound, like you know it was country yeah. music from the minute you heard it. Now it gets to the point that you know you hear it and you think it's just like a regular pop song, you know? Yeah, like it's definitely changing now. Like it's getting to, like a different phase of country music right now. So. Yeah, like the song right now from country music that's stuck in my head is Speechless. Yo, that yo, that fucking song is an earworm. You <laughs> listen to earworm? it twice. Twice. It's an earworm. Because once it gets in your ear, it keeps digging and digging and digging. <laughs> listen, you listen to the song the first time, if you're not someone who's into country music, and you're like, that's a nice song. Yeah. Right? And then you listen to it the second time, okay? And you're actually listening to the words, you're going to be like, God damn it, it's stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it's just, it's just, it's a weird thing to go. You know, I was raised on disco music and here I am singing a country song. Wow. What is it called again? I might have to check it out. Speechless. Speechless. Uh, you know what? If you give me a second, I will find the artist for you. Dan what? Dan and Say, Speechless. D-A-N. Oh, oh, D and... D plus D A N plus S H A Y. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out because. Uh... Yo, bro, check it out. Let me tell you something. It just it yo, you're like fuck, it's stuck <laughs> in my head. Let me find out my next track. Yeah. I'm gonna have to inclu- include some country twang in it, man. No, you, there's no country twang in it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the singer has no country twang in it. it. It's, I think that song is considered country because of the scales mm-hmm. that it that it uses, yeah, or, or the chord progression. But I don't. But if you would listen to it, unless it, if you heard the song, you wouldn't know it was country. You think, oh, it's a cute, you know, yeah. pop song, you know, or adult contemporary song. Oh wow. Yeah, but but, you know, when someone tells you it's country, you're like, that's country. <laughs> you know, like I said. To be a DJ, you have to be addicted to music. Yeah, I'm gonna have addicted to add that. Addicted to music. I'm gonna have to yeah. add that to my listening uh, 
That's my listening cue this week. So, no, if if you want to add something to your listening cue, Edris Elba, the actor, he's also a DJ and he's fucking amazing. So, so where did you find this out at? Like, like where did you like, like did you hear his music somewhere? Did did you like? How'd you find that out? Well. As a DJ, you kind of tendency to look at other DJs. You're curious what people are doing, you know, like the big people. Yeah. Or certain people that, that you follow, like Danny Tenegula or, you know, Eric Murillo and things like that. Yeah. And uh, I was watching something on Ibiza, and then they're interviewing him. And I'm like, why are they interviewing this actor? You know? Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking. He goes, oh, yeah, when I always have my uh, my key drive with me because if anywhere I go, I might need to DJ, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like... He's a DJ? In my head thinking, yeah, yeah. He's a quote-unquote, like, air quotes DJ. So one day I said, you know what? Let me Google him. And I put his name, EJ. And then pops up a YouTube video of of a session he did. And I was like, yo, he's not bad. So So I listened to another one, and he got even better in that one. I listened to another one, and he got even better in that one. Oh, wow. So um, I'm going to email you a link. To one he did in London at the la at um I forget I forgot who he did it for mm-hmm. um but um but I'll send you the link and let me tell you something awesome and the thing about him is he lets a song ride like like a lot of DJs now will it's intro you know sixty four bars and then they're out oh, or yeah. intro and I hate you know like let me enjoy some of the song and he lets you enjoy some of the song so he has a little bit of that old fashioned touch yeah so you get to enjoy more of the song but he still has enough of the new style you're still entertained so like what's his DJ name what is it, like Black James Bond or like what is it no <laughs> Edris Elba really yeah think about it if you're famous already why would you change your name <laughs> yeah that's true that's true I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to listen to that because that's because like yeah. I. I love him as an actor. I just never knew that he did that. Like, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So. Have you heard Paris Hilton, DJ? Paris Hilton? Paris Hilton is a DJ, oh bro. He's, she's like, earning over 100K a gig. Wow. Where the hell have I been? <laughs> bro, but at first she was terrible. Everyone was just there for her name. But she actually fucking, like, got some skills. I mean, she's not great. Yeah. But she has a red in residency in Vegas, so like she's spinning in Vegas. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to go check her out. I know, I know. You know, but then there are other DJs like um, laid laid back Luke. Yeah, I never heard of that. Who guy. at first, yeah, again, that's like you know electro house. Yeah. You know that that you know European. Woo, let's do a lot of drug house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, where I liked him at first. Right, mm-hmm. but then I did the mistake of watching his YouTube channel. Oh wow! So then I watch his YouTube channel, and he has this one little section. He goes, "What am I thinking?" So he'll do like a twenty-minute or thirty-minute set, and as he's mixing, there's like subtitles of what he's thinking. But as a DJ, I see what he's doing, and I'm like, "Really? That's what you're doing? You're earning how much money, and that's what you're doing?" Yeah, that's so. A I got weird. turned off the layback loop. Yeah, I got turned off the layback loop. I was like, yeah, <laughs> not into it anymore. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird, bro. Like for real. But think about it. It's it, it's like rappers with ghostwriters. Okay, um, you might like a rapper, but if you found out every single one of his rhymes was ghostwritten, 
would you really be into that uh, rapper? Yeah, no, it, it, it changed how you look at that rapper, you know. But then again, nowadays, everybody is accusing everybody of ghostwriting. Nowadays, you don't really know who's really ghostwriting or who's really doing their own work, you know. Like, Listen, look, it's hard. Forget the whole image thing. Let's talk about the business part of it. Because of the business part of it, yes, you are going to have ghostwriters for certain songs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. You need to make money. The record company needs to make money, especially since nowadays money is not made through streaming. Money is not made through sales. Money is not made through concerts. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point, you have to write your own stuff. Like people are saying Drake has a ghostwriter. Okay, maybe he has a ghostwriter for a couple of songs. Oh, yeah. Him and the company need to make money, but I'm positive he's written his own songs. Not everyone can be an Eminem or a Run DMC yeah. or um, or Rakim, you know, who writes their own stuff 100% of the time. Yeah. You know, um, from I look at it from a business point of view, yeah, if you might have to, you know, you, you have to pay your dues, you know? You have to pay your dues. Yeah. You're in a business with a bunch of devils, and the devil says, hey, ride this horse, ride the horse. You want to be in hell, and, you know, and get your status, well, ride that horse for a little while. <laughs> and I understand that. Well, I, mean, so I yeah, can't be mad at somebody who's who, who on occasion does a ghostwritten song. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people, like you said, do that because it is a business and, you know, you got to make the man happy. You know, at the end of the day, they got to make money. That's why a lot of yeah. artists usually try to get into like their own labels and things like that. Or they try to go independent because they don't want to have to deal with the, you know, like the AR and things like that. You know, they have to be forced to come out with albums when they're not ready. And then when they're not ready to make an album, they got to go get ghostwriters. No, no. He, see, this is the problem with a lot of people. They don't seem to understand. When record companies... Now, we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. When record companies found an artist, they developed an artist. So they spend six months to a year developing an artist to get the right sound, the right musicians, the right engineers, the right producers. So when that album came out, it was polished, yeah. perfect. They knew how to market it. They knew the scheme. They knew everything around it. So the product that you as a customer received was a finished product. Yeah. So And it was good quality. Um, but at the same time, you now put the, the control of the music in the executive. You know? Yeah. Uh, now, the quality of music is, the production is a lot shittier, but there's a lot more freedom. Like, you have these SoundCloud rappers who sound like shit. Fucking coloring book rappers is what I call them. <laughs> or with a bunch of bad tattoos. Coloring book rappers. <laughs> Bro, they, there used to be a doll, right, that that was like a teddy bear we used to scribble on. Mm. I forgot what it's called. What was it? Doodle bear. Yo, these rappers look like doodle bears. Doodle like horrible <laughs> face tattoos. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> now, listen to me. I mean, once you get those face tattoos, that you're committed to that career, okay? Because if your music doesn't sell, what are you going to do? You know, you're not going to be at McDonald's. Go, hey, you want fries with that? With those face tattoos, they're not going to want to hire you. Oh yeah, of course not. Of course not. You know, you could have a neck tattoo, and they'll be like, yeah, right. But a face tattoo, nah, man. <laughs> you know, unless you're like, unless it's a tribal thing. You know, like you're. African, Indonesian, yeah, yeah, Polynesian, like that. you know. That's understandable, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is for my culture. Okay. You know, but you can see to go, yeah, that's a cultural tattoo. Not, you know, like, oh, little Zan. Like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the, the well, best the, thing. The problem oh, is. What was his name? The one who died? Hmm? No, no, no. Not Extension. Oh, 
Just recently? No, he didn't die. Yeah. Uh, Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Yeah. The best thing to come out of Mac Miller dying is that little Zan is retiring because he can't. You know, he's too traumatized to rap because Mac Miller's dead. Bro, nobody cares. <laughs> That's horrible. The best thing to come out. <laughs> Bro. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. Look, I didn't really know Mac Miller. I discovered, I, I listened to his stuff after he died. Yeah. The Excesión, Excesión, which is the most stupidest name. Um, Yeah, I played some of his songs at gigs here and there and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I wasn't into him. He didn't. He didn't excite me. He wasn't like, like I played it because that's what the crowd wants, yeah. not because what I'm into. You know, like I know the songs and I'll joke around with it and I'll dance with it because I'm being goofy. But at no point am I enjoying the song. Oh yeah. You know, like that, like that panda song. Yeah, that song. You know you'll just play when you want to be in the club. But like you said, you're not. No, but but the, really enjoying. But the it. thing is, it's but the thing is, he sounds like my drunk uncle. I just want to get a panda. <laughs> I just want to buy a panda. I would like to go get some panda Chinese food. You know? And and, and, and that, that's that's what kills me. But that's the thing. Oh like, it, it, it sucks, but that's the new style. Like, that's considered a style now. Like, it's... Listen. It's ridiculous. There are new styles. There are new styles in hip-hop that come along that are amazing. The Dirty South thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was so fucking hooked. What? Oh yeah, be, took I, over, man. I would be there if you ride rims. Da, 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 da. I would, yo, I was into it. <laughs> I was yo, white tees, yo, yo, that, into it. Yeah, what artists did that album? Uh, them franchise boys. Yo, love that. Those were like one love of my favorite them. dudes besides Ludacris that came out the south. I used to love them. Yeah, man. yeah, you know, Superman, that hoe. You know, <laughs> like that that whole movement of hip hop was not hip hop from the eighties was not really hip-hop from the 90s, yeah. you know? Didn't imitate anybody. It had its own unique flavor, its own unique style, own unique timing, even its own unique rhythm, but it was still hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Was it as thug and aggressive as, you know, everyone else? No, but it was good hip-hop. I mean, I was raised up in an era where you had, you know, Public Enemy, De La Soul, KRS-One, uh, Third Bass, you know, and Slick Rick, all doing hip hop all at the same time, and they're all completely different forms of hip hop. Yeah, so that's why I was able to get into the dirty south because yo, it's another flavor, but it felt like hip hop. You know, I feel like these new SoundCloud rappers are just that rap music. I think there's two forms of it there's hip hop, which is real hip hop, yeah, and there's rap music, which is the commercialized version of it. And these guys are rap music, they're not hip hop. Not that there's anything wrong with earning your money. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with getting that freedom, and you don't need a record company and all that other stuff. But you don't have a polished, you don't have a polished product. You know, I don't know how you're earning your money, mm-hmm. but you're you make rap music. You don't make hip hop. You know, Post Malone is on that borderline of sometimes he makes hip hop and sometimes he makes rap. Yeah, a lot of artists kind of hit that borderline. I mean, I always look at rap music as kind of like like love and being in love. You know, there's a difference. You know, same thing with hip hop, like you just said. You know, so. I think there's going to always be those two levels of hip-hop. There's always going to be the real hip-hop artists and then, like, the rap. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's all about business. And they're going to do, like, some artists who even make hip-hop, they're going to make their hip-hop, but they got to also make their rap songs because they got to make their record companies happy. And that's pretty much how it's always going to be. 
you know. But not these SoundCloud rappers. These SoundCloud rappers do not rely on a record company. They are the record company. Oh, yeah, of course. SoundCloud is the record company. Of course. And that's amazing for the freedom of it, but it's terrible for the quality of music that is coming out. Yo, man, everyone who fucking first starts out making music makes some shitty dance music. Go on SoundCloud and there's a thousand shitty dance songs by people who just first started out. Yeah. And there are, and there probably are like a hundred, ri- nah, I mean, I'm exaggerating to make a point, but, but for, it's, you know, and there's also a bunch of people who make great music who were never discovered. Um, but these SoundCloud rappers are just, I don't know how they become popular and they all sound alike. Yo, when, when did hip hop stop innovating? When? I mean, you still have your few stragglers that are still innovating. You still have your J. Coles. You still have your Kendrick Lamars. Drake, once in a while, does a little something. I, I hate Drake. <laughs> I'm okay on Drake. I think he's boring. I think he's boring. I just think he's boring. I don't, I don't really like a lot of his new stuff. Some of his new stuff is a little eh. But I, I, I like a lot me. of his old stuff. I prefer his new stuff to his old stuff. Because his old stuff, he was crying about somebody breaking his heart. <laughs> yeah, he was a little sad. Was crying, was just crying. Sensible. Oh my God, she dumped me. No, no, no. I, at least his new stuff is a lot. You know, it's a lot different. You know. Yeah, but you know me during that time that when he first came out, I was going through a lot of BS with girls too. So I guess that's why I kind of, you know, went to that music a lot. So maybe that's probably why I like some of his old stuff more. But uh, I don't know. Nowadays he's alright. I mean, I don't like him as much as I used to, but he's okay now. You know, like I said, you do have your few people who are still, you know, putting out some, you know, some actual hip hop and some people who are just making stuff just to make money. So and that's their hustle. That's their hustle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't knock them for their hustle. But, you know, yeah, you can't knock me for, you know, for saying that I think he's boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yo, props to everything he, does, he he's earned. You know, he's worked for it. He's hustled. He's made albums. He's written stuff. Yeah. He's performed stuff. Yo, good for you. OK. Mm hmm. But I don't have to like you. <laughs> but if the crowd likes you, I'll play you. Okay? Yo, if if the crowd wants to hear the wheels on the bus go round and round, I will play the wheels on the bus <laughs> go round and round. Okay? But I don't have to like it. Just make sure you add a nice beat to it, though. Make sure you add a nice beat. <laughs> don't force me to make a remix for you. Oh, you know what? We should we should do that. That's our, you know what? That's our weekly challenge. We're going to do that. I want you to make some kind of remix to children's music. And we're going to play it on the next show. That's our challenge. Doesn't matter whatever children's song? It doesn't matter. You do one and I'll do one, and then we'll showcase it on the next show. Can I use the Freddy Krueger one? Hey, go for it. <laughs> all right. Anything? All right. You got it. I'll, I'll have something <laughs> set up for you next week. Oh, man. All right. So we can go on forever and ever about this, but, you know, we're going to pretty much come to an end with the show for right now. Do you want to add any closing statements or thoughts or anything before we head out of here? Um, yes. Um, if you listen, give us topics, talk to us, explain to us, tell us we're doing right, tell us we're doing wrong. You know, um, it'd be good to hear from you. Like when we talk about music and things like that, we'll go off on a tangent and go in 40 different directions. (laughs) If you want us to be a little more focused, let us know. Hey man, complaints are just as valuable as compliments. For sure. For sure. Pretty much everything he said is pretty much how I'm feeling same way. But, um, Thanks for checking us out, guys. Um, we're going to try to make this more so probably like a bi-weekly show is what we're going to try to aim for. Um, eventually, we're going to have a um, have a video version, but for right now, we're just going to do audio. 
All right, guys, I know we were a little extensive tonight, but I can't end this show off without showcasing some music. Tonight, we got an artist coming out of New Jersey. His name is Matt Montana. His song is entitled Single for the Night. So take a listen. Thanks for um, tuning in tonight, and just remember to enjoy life. You are here. Thirsty. Fucking with your mind, girl. Don't think I could do this shit one more time, girl. You had your shit with niggas on the side, girl. It's true that hoes a single for the night, girl. See, now I'm back to pimping women. Can't put my trust in no women. All of this shit feel right, girl. Flip the script and now I'm single for the night. Shorty been it for a while, so she's seen the ups and downs. I ain't ready for nothing serious, cause I just been so wild. No if, ands, or buts, cause the ready is the style. Talk is cheap, baby girl, and action is the style. Don't hold your breath, the girl next to you was next. My toss to her emotion is nothing but daily sex. Love me or hate me, you know I'm talking the real. If you can't feel how I feel, then it's not a deal. I, I ain't the type to get it right, girl. I'ma cause you hella pain, hella nights, girl. Cause you are all up in your feelings, that's alright, girl. By the end of the night, you gon' see the light, right, girl? Bow. Social media's fucking with your mind, girl. Don't think I could do this shit one more time, girl. You had your shit with niggas on the side, girl. It's true that was a single for the night, girl. See, now I'm back to pimping women. Can't put my trust in no women All of this shit feel right, girl Flip the script and now I'm single for the night, girl. Mistakes was made, and I know it wasn't true It takes two just to tangle, baby We both made the move Social media was a death of it Every single move, and we knew it wasn't right, girl Now we see the light, girl Shorty, now you know I'm just more focused on me Yeah, everything I do is just gonna benefit me and I'm back on that bullshit Different bitch in my whip Sippin' on that Hennessy Now I'm on that club shit Uh, and I know it ain't right Just like I told you, girl Just focus on your own life And I'ma do what it do And you gon' do the same By the end of tonight You ain't gon' know my game, boss Social media's fucking with your mind, girl Don't think I could do this shit one more time, girl You had your shit with niggas on the side, girl it's true that I was a single for the night, girl. See, now I'm back to pimping women. Can't put my trust in no women. All of this shit feel right, girl. Flip the script and now I'm single for the night, girl.